You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Hello, America, and happy Monday. What a busy weekend it was from the horrific shooting out in California where 10 people were shot to death at a dance hall. Two newer documents, the fifth tranche of Biden classified documents found this time again in the Delaware home, which raises new questions. Where else may such documents be? That's a great question, right? We're going to try to answer that today to a lot of developments on the political front as well. And so we're going to spend today just doing a straight analysis of the news. We're going to uh, take a day off from guests and try to walk you through some of the important developments, what's going on, why it's going on and what to expect in the Congress, to expect in the investigation of Donald Trump, the investigation of Joe Biden when it relates to classified documents, and uh, also point ahead to some potential areas where the storylines are likely to change, and that includes on censorship. So we're going to spend the day trying to answer your questions. A lot of you guys have forwarded questions to me on social media through instant messaging and Facebook, and I'm going to spend a good part of the day today trying to answer those as best I can. So let's take a quick commercial break, hear from our amazing sponsors, our amazing advertisers. And when we come back, we'll kick things off with a horrific shooting in California and a bigger question, a political question that a lot of the news media are afraid to tackle. We'll do that right after this message. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating 
your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free social security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Hey, for sure, we're going to talk a lot about the FBI today, including the arrest this morning of a former senior counterintelligence agent from New York for helping to launder money from a Russian oligarch. That's a red flag, right? New York counterintelligence. Those were divisions that were deeply involved in the Russia collusion story, the fall story of three years ago. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But first, I wanted to talk a little bit about the shooting over the weekend because it, I think, typifies a trend in these horrific mass shootings that the news media doesn't really want to address. They're doing everything they can, backflips, to avoid addressing it. And so I want to, I want to take it head on. And we did adjust the news. First, Let's take a look at what happened, right? We have a gentleman in his mid-70s, not your usual stereotype of a mass shooter. He goes with a semiotic weapon and he mows down a large number of people at a dance club, a dance studio, ballroom dancing, believe it or not, during the Lunar New Year celebration in a significant Asian-American community out in California. And then he goes to another ballroom and before he can get a shot off and kill more people, two heroes intervene and wrestle the gun away from him. He runs off and eventually goes into a van and kills himself. That's a terrible tragedy, right? And it's one of those that I think when we look back at it, it's more typical of what we're beginning to see in these mass shootings. These are people whose grievances, perceived or real, stew in their brain until it becomes a mental illness, a mental passion, and then they plot on how they're going to carry out their horrific revengeance. And too often, uh, that vengeance, that anger, results in mass shootings. There is a large argument to be made that so many of the people that ultimately carry out a mass shooting are in the midst or throes of a significant mental illness, a mental decline, a mental anguish that causes him to lose sight of reality and to choose the most heinous of all resolutions for their anger, their grievance. And it can be a 72-year-old man in California, in Monterey Bay, or it can be a, a teenager in Buffalo and everywhere in between. A lot of the debate over mass shootings over the last many, many, many years has been if we just controlled guns, if we just had more gun control 
this wouldn't happen. And the truth of the matter is that is a false choice. The truth of the matter is we now live in an era where guns are so abundant, it's impossible to put those guns out of service. And so the way we're going to stop mass shootings going forward is through a concerted strategy of identifying people when they're distressed, when they begin moving towards action that would suggest that they might be doing something horrific, might be doing something wrong, might be looking for vengeance in an unhealthy way, and finding interventions that stop these people from getting to the point of where they're mowing down innocent people and and taking innocent lives. But as we saw, even if you take the gun away and you have a person like the guy in Waukesha, Wisconsin, what did he do? He didn't use a gun. He grabbed his car and just mowed over people with his car. The mental anguish is a trigger no matter what weapon is chosen to carry it out. We need to find those type of people to get better at the mental screening, at the mental anguish, the mental reporting, and try to create systems that stop it. And to further back on the argument that a lot of the left makes, and again, I don't think they make this argument because they're just trying to score political points. I think they think this is a great way to go, right? And restrain guns, we won't have any many mass shootings. Well, let's take a look at the states where gun control is at its highest. New York, California, right? Illinois and Colorado all have significant high gun control laws. In fact, California gets an A, New York an A minus, Illinois an A minus, and Colorado B for gun control by the Giffords gun law grade. So the former Congresswoman Gabby Giffords grades each state. So these states, California, Colorado, New York, and Illinois all have among the toughest gun control laws you can imagine in this country that have been able thus far to pass constitutional muster. Illinois has got a new law going into effect, but it's been put on hold by a judge. It may be even more interventionist of a gun ban than we've seen in other ones. But in Illinois, during the 4th of July, a young man in Highland Park shot up a parade. We know what happened there. Horrific deaths and consequences A state with heavy gun control didn't stop the killing at all. California, there was an employee who in 2021 went into the Santa Clara Transportation Department, killed nine co-workers. California, right? California again last night in Monterey Bay, right? California, New York, the Buffalo supermarket shooting. The young man got his guns and mowed down folks again. Each one of these people had grievances. Each one of these people were spiraling towards an extraordinary bad act. And yet they were in states with heavy gun control, still got the guns lawfully through that state's system. What does that tell us? And we don't know where the gunman last night got his, but everywhere else we do. And I think that these are some of the tough questions that each of us are facing Gun control on its own does not solve the problem. And being able to create interventions with people who are spiraling towards that, the Highland Park, the gentleman in California, the gentleman in Baltimore, all of these are folks that for which there were red flag signs, including the guy who went into Santa Clara into the city transportation department and shot it up. All of them had grievances. The fellow in Walmart recently in a Walmart, all of these people had beefs. And they acted on those beefs. We need to find a system of intervention that keeps people 
from getting to that point. The gun control in and of itself sounds great, but as the list I just told you makes clear, it really hasn't done anything to end mass shootings. In fact, some of the toughest states had some of the worst mass shootings, California, New York, Colorado, and Illinois among them, some of the most heinous crimes. I mean, the Colorado one, the grocery store shooting, 10 people were killed in March of 2021. And what did we learn about that defendant? He's been declared not fit to stand trial. Again, mental illness, mental anguish, mental derangement, loss of touch of reality, all of those could seem to contribute into the type of person willing to take such a heinous act as mowing innocent people down. So those are some thoughts. If you want to read more on this, my amazing colleague Madeline Hubbard wrote a great story at Just the News. The headline is, Many of the worst mass shootings post-COVID have occurred in states with tight gun laws, data shows. This is pretty straightforward story. The data is all there. You can check it out yourself. You don't have to make any guesses. All the information and data is at your fingertips. That's what we do at Just the News. Give you the data. Let you make up your own mind. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to start with the breaking news that occurred in New York today, the arrest of an ex-FBI counterintelligence official who was involved in the Trump-Russia probe. He's charged with violating U.S. sanctions by helping a Russian oligarch. You heard me right. The most famous Russian oligarch, Oleg Deripaska. That's coming up right after this commercial break. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Just a little while ago on Just the News, a breaking news alert went out by email, by social media. A former very senior FBI counterintelligence official in New York, Charles McGonagall, was arrested and charged with violating sanctions on Russia by providing services to the Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska, the same Oleg Deripaska that was the object of the FBI-Russia collusion investigation, which they ultimately found no collusion between former President Donald Trump and the country of Russia. Now, it's important to note that this FBI official Charles McGonagall 
was involved in the investigation of Donald Trump and Russia collusion. So here he is pursuing a false allegation or unproven allegation against Donald Trump, and he himself is turning around and having a relationship with the Russians and the very oligarch who was at the center of the Russia collusion case. Another black eye for the FBI, another black eye for those who were involved in the Russia collusion case. What's interesting about McGonagall is not only that he provided these services to Deripaska, but that he was separately charged with concealing money, $225,000 in cash from an outside source. He got money laundering or money concealment, as well as the act of working for a forbidden Russian oligarch. And I bring up Oleg Deripaska for a lot of reasons. One of He's a close ally of Russian President Vladimir Putin. He used to run the Russian aluminum giant company, Rusal. He lost control of that company a few years ago when he was sanctioned by the U.S. government. But it's very important to point out that Deripaska had a really significant role in the theory of the New York FBI, the Washington Field Office, FBI, and the Counterintelligence Division, that he might be the guy working with Paul Manafort that was coordinating all of the Russia collusion. That turned out not to be the case. But what is interesting is that while the FBI was pursuing the Deripaska concept, the CIA was pushing back against the FBI saying, hey, 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 you know who else works for Deripaska and has done legal work for him? Christopher Steele, he may be compromised. He may have gotten too close to Deripaska. And as a result of getting too close to Deripaska, he may very well have been compromised by Deripaska and his Russian influences. Those warnings clearly were sloughed off and ignored by the FBI. But a really significant reminder that these oligarchs, even when they're being friendly to Americans like the FBI, they may also be carrying out Russia countermeasures. And in the Russia collusion case, the very agent or an agent who worked on that case was getting too close to Deripaska, obviously. And the CIA thought that the main source the FBI was using, Christopher Steele, had gotten too close and may have been compromised by Deripaska. How do we know that? From the declassified footnotes that former director of national intelligence gave us in the summer and fall of 2020. Some very important pieces of transparency. But Russian oligarchs and the FBI, a tortured story. And I want to go back and remind people, a few years ago, I broke the story that the FBI secretly used Deripaska to try to find one of its own missing agents in Iran, a guy named Levinson. And Deripaska funded by his own account, I interviewed him, he confirmed this, as did FBI sources, Deripaska funded his own operation to locate the missing FBI agent on behalf of the FBI. One of the people involved in that, former FBI Deputy Director Andy McCabe. How about that? So the FBI's tortured relationship with Deripaska takes yet another turn with the five-count indictment of Charles McGonagall special agent in charge of the FBI's counterintelligence division before he retired in 2018, a man by who, by all accounts, played a role in the pursuit of Russia collusion. Really important stuff all around there. All right, folks, that wraps up this block. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, time to think about classified documents and Joe Biden and where this heads next. I'm going to tell you where the next most likely developments are in the pursuit, uh, does Joe Biden have more classified documents in his possession? How will this affect the Trump case? And will Congress get any visibility? I'm going to answer all that for you after this commercial break. 
CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. So glad you can join us. Today we're just doing a whirlwind around the news. There's been so much news breaking out in Washington and around the country. And I thought we'd just answer some of the questions that you all been sending my way on social media and private email messages. And we're going to zero in now on the Biden classified document scandal, because it is a scandal now. It's a scandal for two reasons. One, President Joe Biden claimed to have the moral upper authority on Donald Trump, impugned Donald Trump, when in fact he had a similar problem. But now there have been five separate discoveries of tranches of classified documents. Four in his home in Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, and one in the Penn Biden Center. And when you look out at those discoveries and understand their importance, the repetitive nature of finding more and more documents is alarming. And the fifth discovery was made when the FBI was given a voluntary search of the Biden property on Friday. It was kept from us until Saturday, but we now know that that was where the fifth tranche of documents were turned up, which means even after President Biden's lawyers did multiple searches, there were still classified documents in the home. How about that? Now, there are two dynamics going on. The first is, where else might Joe Biden possess documents? What about his beach home? What about other offices where he did? Does Hunter Biden in his possession have any documents? Well, one of the things that we expect in talking to law enforcement sources today is that the FBI and the Justice Department are likely in discussions, according to my sources, and conducting additional searches separate of what the president's lawyers have done to make sure that no other classified documents are in the Biden's possessions, and that includes multiple Bidens. Could they be in Hunter Biden's hands? Could they be in a brother's hands or some other person's hands? I think that's one of the first dynamics you can watch for. The second dynamic you can watch for is the struggle between House investigators and the White House in trying to get information. And one of the most important pieces of information is who might have had access to the documents. And as we reported last week, Natalia Middlestadt did a great job on this, Hunter Biden regularly had access to the Wilmington home. In fact, where four-fifths of the documents were found. And, in fact, he listed the Wilmington home as his primary residence on legal and other documents in 2018 and 19. That is significant for several reasons. The House wasn't currently guarded by Secret Service, so it didn't have the best protection like what President Trump had Mar-a-Lago, where his documents were. Secondly, it's at a time when Hunter Biden has got a drug addiction problem by his own description in his own book and his own interviews. A person 
with an addiction could do things a rational person wouldn't do, like sell documents or trade documents or destroy documents or look at documents he shouldn't look at. And then third is the entire time while this is going on is the same time that Hunter Biden, even in the throes of a drug addiction, even as his father has classified documents at the home, he is pursuing Chinese business deals with a Chinese energy company where at least two of the officials, the chairman of the company arrested for corruption in China and an American official of the company, Patrick Ho, indicted by the United States government for what he knew and did in conjunction with in trying to get China business in Africa. And in the course of that case, FBI officials also pointed out and DOJ officials pointed out that Patrick Ho apparently was trying to help Iran evade the nuclear sanctions. Now, keep in mind, one of the documents found in Joe Biden's office, I believe, at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, was an Iran intelligence report or an Iran intelligence document. Red flags all around. And so one of the ways that the intelligence community and congressional oversight people make sure that national security was at risk is to figure out who had access to the home. And right now, the White House says, well, there are no logs. The president didn't keep logs of who was at his home in Wilmington. The Secret Service, we believe, did. And so this morning, as James Comer announced on television yesterday, and I wrote about overnight, a letter was sent to the Secret Service, give us a record of all the people who visited Joe Biden. At times, the Secret Service were there, so at least we know who was coming there. And if they have any other records because they monitored the home during his time, he was a private citizen, or know of anyone else who previously went there, please turn those documents over. And Comer described in an interview with me and also with Maria Bartiroma why this matters. And that is that Hunter Biden was pursuing China money. The Chinese wanted things from the Biden family. The Biden family wanted to get rich off of China. That creates the potential of influence peddling impossible national security compromise. Let me read you what James Comer said over the weekend. This has all the pattern of an influence peddling scheme. It also has the markings of a potential cover-up. There's a lot of connections with the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, directly to both Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden's uncle, James Biden, and Joe Biden. That's why the House is so interested in pursuing this. And he raised this question. If the documents are in multiple locations, it seems as though Joe Biden was taking him and bringing him to places. And Comer asks, I think, one of the most important questions. Does anyone believe that those classified documents, when they left the vice president's office, they just took them to multiple locations all over the East Coast? It has the appearance that someone would have taken them and moved them around. I mean, this is very concerning. So he's saying, what's the likelihood that Joe Biden would go to multiple locations and drop documents? Maybe they were at one location and then someone else grabbed them and moved them. That is the concern that Congress has. Now, it's not proven one way or the other, but it is the sort of concern that a national security damage assessment, which a lot of people in the intelligence community, including some Democrats, are urging be done. It's also the sort of thing that Comer's committee could get to the bottom of. And that's why he's starting with the Secret Service. Who was in that home that we know of, right? whose fingerprints were in the home. We'll learn those sort of things. The White House is saying that it won't be able to cooperate fully, but it may provide some information for legitimate oversight. That's their word. But let me talk to you about the auspices or the framing of the time that we're looking at. In 15, 16, 17, and 18, Hunter Biden was deeply involved with the Chinese. 
CEFC, a energy company in China, whose own chairman was arrested in China, reportedly, for corruption, and whose American associate, who Hunter Biden had direct contact with, Patrick Ho, was indicted by the United States government for foreign bribery and other crimes. He was convicted, sent to prison. Another one of Hunter Biden's business partners who was indicted, remember Devin Archer, also was. When all this is going on, when you now know that some of the people involved in the transaction with Hunter Biden were suspected or convicted of corruption, when you know that Hunter Biden is trying to score money both for his father, his father wanted to learn about wealth and earnings potential, and for himself because he was struggling to make ends meet, Hunter Biden himself was, now let's look at how the Chinese acted with the Biden family. Without getting specific deals done, the CEFC people did two things. They gave him a 3.2 carat diamond. That's a big honking diamond. That's worth a lot of money. A free gift from China. Nothing comes free of China. China is going to expect something of Hunter Biden. Secondly, the Biden family got a $5 million interest-free forgivable loan. It was forgiven, which means the Biden family walked away with the money without an obligation. It was a gift. Diamonds and cash, those are the sort of things that the Chinese look to gain influence and a foothold in America. In addition, when Joe Biden is at the Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania, the University of Pennsylvania is getting tens of millions of dollars from China, some of it anonymous. Who were those people? Were any of those people involved in the CEFC or other dealings with Hunter Biden? Those are the questions. And that is why James Comer says this has the hallmarks of a influence peddling scandal. These documents are in a place where Hunter Biden has access to them at a time when the Chinese are trying to penetrate his family with cash and diamond gifts and business deals. That is why this is so much more than just a mishandling of classified documents and why James Comer is demanding the sort of records he's demanding from the Secret Service. You're going to expect more testimony, more people being talked to, including those who were involved in the Hunter Biden deal. I wouldn't be surprised if the House committee doesn't try to reach Patrick Ho in prison and get his testimony, but a lot to be thought about today. All right, folks, that wraps up today's edition. A lot of food for thought there. Watch for the Secret Service to give records to the congressional committees. Watch for the FBI and Justice Department maybe to do some more searches. Those are two developments that we need to do and begin to think of the classified document scandal, not just as a political, oh, Joe Biden did the same thing as Donald Trump controversy. Think of it as a potential risk in the influence peddling corruption scandal that really engulfs the Biden family. All that foreign money, classified documents in the hand of a family taking a lot of foreign money. Could secrets have changed hands? Could they have been stolen without even the Biden family knowing? We don't know those answers. That's why James Comer and Jim Jordan are investigating. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thanks for letting me answer some of your questions that you've been sending me. Really grateful for all the readership and support and listenership that you do to all of our products, the TV show, Just the News, No Noise, the app, the Just the News app, and the iOS and Android store, the newsletter, the daily newsletter at justthenews.com slash newsletter, as well as this incredible podcast, John Solomon Reports. We're grateful. Every time you listen, click, read, watch, you're helping to support our brand. And all those advertisers you heard during the commercial break, by buying their products and services, 
you're supporting Just the News. So keep them in mind as you go about your day. All right, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. We'll be back tomorrow with some big interviews, but today I want to break down some of the most important news and give you my insights as to what's really going on, what are the important questions that need to be answered, particularly as it relates to the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden classified document scandal. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, God bless you and have a great night. Be sure to check out justthenews.com or the Just the News app. If you've got a news fix, we've got you covered with breaking news and exclusive investigative reporting 24-7 at justthenews.com. Good night and God bless. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion. Hunter Biden and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.